Hey world, Ross here. This is my podcast. This is episode 12. I am a day late. I apologize. I am late because I had some friends, some of the Zanies crew, uh, set up a pontoon boating trip on Percy Priest yesterday, and I thought long and hard about it. And what do you do? Do you sit in your room and talk to yourself on the internet? Or talk to yourself and then put it on the internet for like a half an hour of my day? Or do you go out on a boat and uh, live in the real world? So that's what I decided to do, and I figured all the uh, podcast listeners would be fine. And I would be fine if I put this up a day late. So that's what I'm doing. Um, Episode 12. I'm not talking about those crazy Seattle Seahawks fans either, the 12s. I'm talking about... The number one, Tom Brady. Um, even though he's kind of going a little crazy, there's some there's some weird, weird stuff happening, I think, with the New England Patriots right now, and uh, who knows? This could be the end. This could be the end of a really good thing. The, first, the, the whole 21st century has been dominated by the New England Patriots, but it could become a new end, and we'll see. Um... Some dates I have coming up. Actually, tonight, if there's anyone in Louisville, Louisville, um, listening to this podcast today, I'll be at Bourbon Hall with my buddy's brother Smith tonight. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up and then uh, get on the road, drive up to Louisville. Um, And then this Friday night, big show here in Nashville at the local um, Nell and Dryden's going to be opening it up. My buddies Greco from Athens will be up playing. And then the unmatched talent, Nicole Boggs and her, um, incredible band, The Real is going to be playing. And then me and the guys will be closing it out at the local. That's Friday, June 29th. There's no cover. It's going to be a great show. I'm really, really excited about it. And you can go to rosslivermore.com for all the rest of the dates. Also, Dude Stoked, brand new tanks on dudestoked.bigcartel.com. They're only 15 bucks as a uh, opener to the summer. Figured we'd do a little deal on all of our stuff on the Dude Stoked store and on the music store. And um, yeah, don't forget to follow the Hey World playlist on Spotify. I just updated it a couple days ago with some great music from my friend Elliot Blaufus, um, Danny Elliott, some new Dawes music that I'm really pumped about. And um, yeah, it's it's cool. Cool little playlist. All right, cool. Here we are. Episode Tom Brady. Let's do it. All right, here we are, episode 12, Tom Brady, the legend. Actually, in this room, we have a Tom Brady light switch. That is my roommate, Dan's, and we, at our last apartment, they had some weird, like, cheap-ass light switch things, so we couldn't mount it on the wall, but not at our new apartment. Well, it's not really our new apartment anymore, but our newest out of the two. Anyway, we have a Tom Brady light switch. We love the Patriots here. At our uh, Vernon Street apartment townhouse thing. Um, So I'd like to dedicate this podcast to the GOAT. The greatest. 
Um, even though there's there is some weird ass shit happening. Normally, like with the Patriots, they just start up training, and then uh, they go to camp, and then they have like kind of a shitty September. You know, split the games like win like two out of four, two and two, and then they just start to roll. They're like a machine. But um, there's some weird weird stuff happening right now. Um, there was that Gronk trade rumor, and then like the Vegas odds out of nowhere like put the Patriots way out of favorites and then this was like a Barstool post like Barstool broke this and then everyone on 98.5 the sports hub was talking about it that's like I listen to New England sports radio pretty much every day and uh I don't know it's it's just been crazy like uh, you know and like I get it it's their job to create drama um but I don't know, Tom Brady just posted like he was the number, he was number one out of the top 200 players of the year and he posted about it again, which, I, or he posted about it, which he, they, like he never does. Like these guys are all about rings. They're all about championships. And all of a sudden there's like, I'm the greatest player of all time. And they're, I don't know, this, they're, it's not business as usual this off season. And uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. This could be the end. And, like, in a weird way, it feels like a band that maybe stayed together just a little too long, you know? Like, they went to the Super Bowl. They should have won the Super Bowl. I'm, like, I'm in the camp of if Malcolm Butler played in this game, they would have won. Because you have their offense scoring, getting, like, 500 yards. The offense scored every time, and, like, all the Patriots' defense needed was one stop. And I think Malcolm Butler could have done that for you. But for some reason, he was benched during the game. He was, as the Griff says, dropping tears during the anthem, which everyone just thought he was, you know, just overwhelmed with emotion. But I think he was overwhelmed with emotion by being benched uh, before the game started, which sucked. But now, Malcolm Butler is a member of the Tennessee Titans with their new head coach, Patriots legend, Mike Vrabel. Um, so I'm actually kind of pumped up about the Titans this year, to be honest. I think Marcus Mariota is going to have a good year. And uh, I think Vrabel's a good coach. So it seems like the AFC South now is um, kind of turning into like the Patriots B squad, like the Tennessee, or excuse me, the Houston Texans. <clears throat> it's just all Patriots players. Um, and Patriots coaches, former coaches, and now the Titans are getting all these Patriots players. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting to live down here and be a, uh, casual fan of the Titans at this point for me, but I don't know. We'll see how the Patriots do this year and we'll see how, uh, Tom, Tommy does. I, I mean, who knows, who knows what these guys, who knows what goes on behind closed doors, but I think it's going to be. An interesting season to watch because there's way more drama in this offseason than there's ever been in a Patriots offseason before. So that is my Patriots take of the day. Um, so I'm back in Nashville. I went home to Massachusetts for the weekend to play at a wedding for a really, really good friend of mine named Steve Ruggiero and his now wife, Christina. And they got married up in Norway, Maine which was about, I don't know, like 45 minutes west of Portland. And it was just, I, it, I love 
New England. New England is just great around this. I mean, every season up there is cool. And I think the good thing about New England is that it has the seasons, you know, um, down here in Nashville, the seasons are like cold and rainy in the winter and in the fall. And then just like hot and humid. It's pretty much cold and rainy season and like a hot, hot, humid season, which we are. It's funny. You go home and like my dad lives on his boat and we took the boat out on Sunday and, you know, you go out to we went out to this area called Misery Island and swam in the and swam in the water. And uh, every time you're in the water and every time a boat goes by, you're like, how's the water? And it's it's freezing. And it's just like, well, you know, it's not warm. And it's like every single boat goes by. They're like, they're almost like laughing at you because they're in the water. And it's like, you know, just want to swim. Just want to get a little salt water on the skin. Um, But yeah, it's funny because they're all like, when, you know, the summer, it's here. But when's the weather getting here? And I'm like, man, in, in Nashville, it's been here since like April. Um, It has just been so hot and humid, but it is just not up there, even though it's technically summer now, June 21st. Um. So anyway, I went I went home and played at their wedding and it was one of those weddings that just kind of has everything you want in a wedding. It was it was beautiful. There was some drama, not between family members, just like the rain came. So we got there. I got there about an hour before the ceremony and I was playing at the ceremony and then the cocktail hour and I did some dinner music too. And I really like doing weddings still. I know a bunch of friends that are in wedding bands that uh, have had enough. They're just over it, which I get. Like you do 40, 50, 60 weddings a season learning top 40 stuff. You you know, I get why you're wanting to, to blow your brains out. But I've never really done that. We've always done when we've done weddings with the band. It's always been like three to five a year. And since I'd moved... Even if we're doing weddings in the summer, it's always really fun because it's just an opportunity for us to get back together and, and play. And um, I just love playing with the guys. So if, even if it is a wedding, it's still really fun. But this was just me solo. So I got there about an hour before the wedding and I drove through some some rain to get there. So I'm like, oh man, this is going to be inside. Um, but where we were in the state, it didn't really, the storm didn't really hit yet. excuse me so I get up there and it's cloudy and everyone has their umbrellas and the ceremony was set outside in this little like um cut out in the woods it was actually really nice reminded me of like I don't know the scene in Braveheart or something it's like in the woods but it's this little clearing and it literally right at four o'clock when the ceremony was supposed to start it just started pouring which just, you know, everyone was frantic and, you know, getting in and everyone has umbrellas, but they're walking through gravel and high heels. And, you know, it took a little, it took a little bit, but we all made it. And you have to like grab all the, the electrical equipment and the speakers and carry it up. So we got it all inside and this, so we, it was in a barn. So that, that's where the reception was supposed to be. But the ceremony was ended up, ended up moving into this barn And, uh, so we set everything up and everything was cool. Everything started just a little bit late, like 20 minutes late. And then the wedding happened and it was all good. And, um, 
one of one of the things though with playing ceremonies, which is uh kind of weird, is you're getting cues, you know? You get cues when you're supposed to start the music, and normally there's a wedding planner. But this didn't have a planner, there was just kind of like people over here and no one really knew where they were I didn't know where they were walking in. So I ended up starting to play the bride's entrance song early. I played something by the Beatles. And you see all these bridesmaids come in and you're like, okay. And I I got a cue from someone. They're just like, they gave me the thumbs up. So I started playing the song and then more bridesmaids started coming out. And I was just like, shit. Oh no, I just started the song. So luckily I wasn't singing at all. So I could just kind of like vamp and play into another song, which I ended up doing. And then, then all the bridesmaids were out. Christina walked out. It was all good. They both said, I do. Um, she was, she, I think she grew up in Colombia. So, um, they had the, the priest did the sermon in English and Spanish, which I thought was actually really cool. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and it was great. So I ended up set, setting up like side on the, on the left side of the ceremony and they had Steve. So Steve's family, they're all, his dad sings. It's a, it's kind of a, a bit of a musical family. So his uncle Jim sang Ave Maria <laughs> and he, there was a piano set next to me and he ended up standing behind me. Um, and I was like, I'll move. I'll, let me get out. Cause I didn't want it to be in any of these pictures. So he, he was like, no, just sit there. So I ended up sitting in front of him and he was singing Ave Maria. So like me naturally, I'm like, okay, I'm in front of the performer. I'm just going to look down and just like try to pretend like I'm not there. So I ended up looking down and I, all of a sudden I start hearing all this commotion as he's singing Ave Maria. And I looked up and everyone, there was like half the people were standing and one of the bridesmaids fainted at this, uh, at during the ceremony and like a total pro Uncle Jim just kept singing because anyone who has been in the performance business knows that when the music stops, that's when the panic sets in. But Uncle Jim, like a total pro, just kept singing Ave Maria and this bridesmaid, uh, people went up, got her a chair, got her some water and some orange juice. She was all good. Um, And the ceremony went on. And they both said, I do. The wedding continued. And it was great. It was just really good because Steve and his family, I've known him. He was a freshman at uh, Peabody High when I was a senior. And he was involved in theater. And we played with his band at Prov- in Providence at a bar called McFadden's when we were starting out. And um, I've just known him for a long time. And I've known his family for a long time. And it's just really cool. Um that you can be a part of those types of things, you know, whether it's mu- involved with music or not, you're just like, you're, you know, Steve was kind of like a little brother of mine and you're, you're proud of him because he found a great woman and he's married and he's like moving on with his life. And it's just really cool. And I'm, I'm so happy for them and I'm happy to have been a part of it. Um, and uncle Jim just singing Ave Maria, making bridesmaids faint, <laughs> just a total pro. Um, but it was great. And then got to go home, see the family, hung with Paul and Bob, went on on the boat. And, uh, 
that that was that was the weekend it was um that's why i think music is cool because even though i live in nashville now i can still go back and forth and music is you know a profession of mine but also it gives me the opportunity to um see my family and 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 kind of get a little clear head when you get to you know get out of nashville sometimes you're here and you're just like man I just can't talk about my angle and my career aspirations anymore. You know, like sometimes you go to a bar and people just talk and talk. And uh, I don't know, when you go home, it's not so much about that anymore. You know, it's just about life. And uh, probably, I guess, the more important things. Um, So it's nice to have that perspective and to be able to go home. Um and come back to Nashville refreshed. So yeah, ended up Emma picked me up at the airport and we drove right to the movie theater to see the new Jurassic Park, which was good. It was, you know, I I guess I'm not going to talk about it too much because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. That's one of those movie franchises that like is kind of ingrained in my generation because the first one came out and it was just incredible. And like, I remember like as a kid running up the stairs from my basement thinking like a velociraptor was going to chase me, you know? So like (laughs) you, every movie that comes out is just, even though it might be shitty, it's still good, you know, because the music and the dinosaurs, it's the only, you know, it's just, it's great. So there's actually like a a movie theater here called AMC. I don't know what the hell it's an AMC theater. It's in Bellevue, but it has like, recliner chairs and you can drink beer it's it's a really nice theater so we ended up seeing that doing the boat day yesterday and now back on the grind i have uh four gigs this week which is actually crazy like i don't know i did the boat yesterday and i struggle with that stuff during the week because i'm always like man i should be doing more stuff i should be more productive i should be doing all this I should be doing all this work to progress my career. And that's, it's, it's frustrating sometimes because, you know, it's summer, Amazon summer vacation. We can hang out more because like during the school year, the schedule is just set, you know? And, um, it's nice to have some time off where we can just hang out and just enjoy each other's company. So doing this boat was it was, it was nice. It was like, I had to get past the, like all the things I should be doing. And I think that's a dumb way to look at it anyways, because for example, perfect example, um, I'm doing a tour in August with this band called the flying buffaloes. And there's one date that we're trying to fill up. And it was kind of like my responsibility to book this one date. So it was a, like a little stressful. Cause I'm like, man, I just haven't landed anything yet. And you know, you go out on this boat and you're like, man, I should be trying to send up more booking emails and blah, 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 blah. Then I get home and I get an email from the club that we're trying to book. And they're like, hey, you know, the hell, your, uh, the hold on the date has been lifted and you guys can have the date. And I was just like, this is great. You know, like I went out on a boat. I enjoyed a Tuesday afternoon on the lake. And then we come back and the show that I was trying to fill is, is filled. And um, that's... It, it was just like an awesome feeling because I was kind of stressing out about taking a weekday off, but I don't know. I think I should just relax sometimes and uh, 
enjoy the free time that you get because like it is a busy week anyways i'm playing tonight in louisville playing a hotel gig on friday before the gig at the local and doing the hotel gig on saturday and it's just like you know it's it's okay to take time off as long as you're you know we're we're adults here we can factor that in because like if you're taking a day here you can do extra work here or you can do the podcast the day late and it's all um it's all fine you know it's it's fine to just enjoy the time even though like we did go on the boat and it got a little hairy there for a second we got we got dumped on with rain and we uh there we were cruising back during the rain and there was some lightning and we were in a metal boat it was it was a little scary there for a second and uh a lot of people were standing on the front of a pontoon so if you've ever been on a pontoon boat the weight distribution is kind of important so our captain we we like buried the nose and took on some water there for a second and people <laughs> people on the boat like freaked out it was uh it was a little scary there for about 15 minutes but we made it and it was cool so now on to the rest of the week where I am actually going to pick up the new Dude Stoke tanks today. Um, I'm, a, I'm like really excited for the Dude Stoke brand. I think it's going to be cool. I think um, it's really grassroots. It's a couple of, it's Paul and uh, my friend Galen and I started this thing and you know, I think we're doing it the right way, just not like trying to turn it into like this, you know, massive lifestyle thing at first, just kind of like grassroots, play, sell it at shows, get some friends who are in some bands to wear it. Um, I think a lot of it, uh, uh, starting a brand at this point is just kind of getting people to say like, what the hell is this dude stoke thing? You know, like put stickers everywhere. I think I, I get that a, a ton, like, you know, because we post about it with my music and People are like, oh, yeah, Ross, Li Ross Livermore, he's playing. Uh, dude, what is this Dude Stoked thing? Ross Livermore, yeah, Dude Stoked. And people uh, are curious, it seems. So I think that's kind of, um, in a way, how you kind of start it out is like spark the curiosity. And who knows? I mean, who knows what it's going to be? But I, I, I think it's something cool and true to my group of friends. And I'm going to pick up the tanks now from Friendly Arctic, who is, I don't know if any musicians are listening to this, but it is, they're a printing company in East Nashville. And these guys are just, I don't know, Tom and the whole crew over there, they're, they've been so good to me. Um, great to work with. Their products are awesome. They did our posters are like, this is not forever. Um, release posters, screen prints, which are just came out incredible. And they're doing the shirts. They do all sorts of stuff. And they do design, too, which once we get a little more capital behind us, I think we're going to have them design a, like a, a bit of a longer run of merchandise, which I think is going to be cool. So, yeah, I'm excited to go pick those up. Hopefully, I'll sell a couple at the show in Louisville tonight. And uh, I'm actually so pumped. I've been doing so many solo shows lately, which is cool. You know, I, I like playing solo. It has its... um it's freedom, you know, it has its, it has its perks for sure. But I don't know. I'm just like so excited that I have a bunch of band shows coming up. Cause like it, there's just as, as cool as playing solo is, it's just not the same. It's not as good singing in harmony 
with other people, there's no better feeling. I don't know. I just like playing electric guitar, taking solos. I'm just so excited for the show coming up on Friday and uh, all the stuff we have in the future. It's just that's kind of with, with the new record. I'm really starting to try to get like an, some good tour routes built so I can bring the band bring a band even if it's just a trio just playing with drums and bass or drums and keys with left hand bass which is the cheese move um it's just the best and i think coming in the fall really i mean i'm starting to book some stuff into the fall that is going to be full band and it's just uh how the music is supposed to be heard you know and i'm excited to really um start to bring the right interpretation of it onto the road because I, you know, I can play the song solo. Most of the songs that I write are on acoustic guitar, anyways. Um, so it's like, you know, it's basically when when I play a, a show solo, it's you're hearing the skeleton of the song and how it was originally formed, obviously, but it's not in my head how it's intended, you know. So the band will be on the road. Um, in the fall, which I'm so pumped. And I think, I don't know, I think 2019 is going to be good. I think it's going to be a really good year. The new record is sick. I'm like so pumped about the work we did with Bobby. And uh, yeah, just onward, continuing into the night. Um, now that I'm reading Harry Potter, Emma says I use a, a shitty English accent all the time, which is totally, which <laughs> is totally true. Um, but how can you not, you know? Some shit is going down at Hogwarts. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's, it's just good stuff in the future. And in the immediate future, pick up the dude Stoke tanks, come home, shower, drive to Louisville, play with Brother Smith. And uh, that is my day. So um, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. That's going to do it for me this week. Um, I'll be back doing it on Tuesday next week. I think, you know what, I'm just going to say... Tuesdays or Wednesdays. That's probably how it's going to go. But it'll it'll be most likely Tuesdays, though, for sure. Um, and then if I have some guests in here randomly, that'll just kind of pop up. Um, so thanks again. Hey World episode Tom Brady, the legend. Um, they're coming in November, the Patriots. And it's going to be crazy. It's just going to be Nashville infested with New England Patriots fans. And it's people here are not going to know <laughs> what to do with themselves. I think actually they hate it's like the Chicago Blackhawks are for some reason became a big rivalry of the Predators. I think it's because it's so easy for people from Chicago to get down here and the Predators weren't really drawing that well at the beginning of their, you know, when they became a team that all the Blackhawks fans would come down here and just buy up all the seats and then the Predators apparently were not selling tickets. I heard this. This might be a rumor, but apparently the Predators were not selling tickets to Blackhawks fans or like people from with Chicago addresses or so. I don't know how they would even do that. Um, so it became this rivalry. So I think when Chicago fans come here, Nashville gets pretty pissed. But I don't think they're gonna know what to deal with what to do with all these goddamn New Englanders coming down here in November. But I know a bunch of people that are coming down, and I think we're going to maybe throw a little party and then go to the game. Hopefully I can meet Zoe and Sosi. That'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. How did I get here? Oh, I think it's just episode 
Tom Brady. That's probably how I got here. Um, so to all you New England Patriots haters out there, hey, you know, how many rings does your team have? Thank you guys for tuning in <laughs> to the podcast, episode 12. Uh, as always, Dude Stoke, check out uh, the Dude Stoke store at uh, rosslivermore.com. You can get some new, we have a brand new tank, sick, get some gear. Uh, hey World playlist on Spotify, there's some great new music on there. And rosslivermore.com for all of the music information. And um, hopefully, if you're listening to this, uh, before Friday, we'll see you at the local June 29th. Uh, this Friday night, it's going to be sick. There's great bands, great music. It's no cover. Um, and that's going to be an awesome show too. So hopefully we'll see you all there. And uh, if not, I'll see you around town. And uh, come say hey. All right. Hey world. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.